This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the final hour, hour three of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Alexis is gone today. Stephanie Hansen's here. Dawn's here. On this Friday, April 22nd. My goodness, um, we're gonna we have to cheer people up because it's so damn gloomy outside. Oh no! It is just it's real bad. Okay. So we gotta we have our work cut out for us uh, in this eight o'clock hour. Okay, we, let's yeah, talk about let's fun things. Funny. Yeah. Well, let's talk about dishy things uh, to start Ooh. off with. I, te- I tease this, and it is uh, finally something to watch on Netflix. The last few weeks have been as uh, dry as uh, an Arizona front yard. <laughs> but, oh God, um, thank God you said a front yard. Oh, right, yeah, I was gonna. Anyway, a camel's crotch. But um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, white hot. The rise and fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. Now, admittedly, I watched this with such glee. Oh, God, I watched this with such glee. And I have no problem admitting this because I hated everything this brand stood for. (laughs) Every single thing. Because it was all of the people that tormented me. The people that worked there, uh, thought about working there, shopped there. All of those people uh, beat me up in high school. They were all (laughs) rolled into that one stinky, shuttered, blinded, white person store. Yeah. So it represented everything that made my uh, growing up years miserable. So the fall of that place, oh, beautiful. Anyway, um, it talks about the the rise and then what eventually in the uh, early 2000s, around like uh, 10, 11, 12, what eventually brought down that stinky store. And I mean stinky in every way possible. Now, Dawn, you watched... Um, you watched half of it, you said? I, uh, mm-hmm. I can tell you where I stopped. Where did you stop? Um, I had to because I saw this on the grid too late, and then it was like my bedtime. But I stopped where um, the Asian Americans at that were working at a store close to uh, University California U- University of Irvine. <gasps> yeah. Okay, which is a lot of Asian students go there. And so a lot of Asian Girls and guys worked at Abercrombie and Fitch. I'll just leave it at that. And Not to ruin a, anything for the listener, oh, but um, oh no, let's ruin that part because okay. that's where things start to go bad. Okay, or I not mean, yeah. start. Um, they had an executive walk in, and I'm not even sure. I, I I don't I don't remember if it was the big guy, the 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 founder, but an executive walked into that particular store and said. We need more people working here that look like this and pointed to a chiseled white blonde guy. 
and another white girl and said, we need more of folks like this. Saying that to the manager. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember walking into a Abercrombie and Fitch and feeling like it was somewhat pornographic? Those giant pictures. Uh, I thought this is very racy. Homosexual. Yeah, and just racy. And they touch on that. And like the girls had very little tops on and all of the men had jeans that were uh, open and they looked amazing, of course, but it felt really creepy. And I remember having to go in there because my niece wanted something from there. And I had to stand in line with all these other dreadful mothers and the place stunk and it was so loud you were getting a headache. (laughs) They talk about the the moms hated it. I love it. And I was just like, oh God, please get me out of here as fast as Mm -hmm. I can. You've got to watch this, Stephanie. The what's interesting about what you just mentioned was one of the uh, former employees, uh, a guy pretty high up in the company, said that was actually part of the quiet, evil brilliance of Abercrombie is that homoerotic undertone that permeated the entire brand. But what was funny was the jocks and, you know, the jocks that probably would would not like folks like me. It flew above them like they didn't they didn't realize what was happening. They didn't realize the company was basically run by a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of gays. <laughs> that's true. The photographer. And that's hysterical. I think, yeah, that part. I'm like, oh, this is this is kind of a fun part of the story, you know. Well, and the the, the not fun part of the story is where uh, what Dawn mentioned and then it expanded to, you know, they had these, uh, they were famous for their graphic tees. And one of the first cracks in the armor was they had a t-shirt. I won't even repeat what was on that t-shirt, but it was a t-shirt that was so racist uh, using the worst, most horrible tropes in Asian culture. And it, they had and it was several. They had several, but had this like was 10 the one. Different ones, but yeah. this one, yeah, that one was like horrible. I mean, they're all terrible. I yes. wish I had to slow it down because they were going through them too fast. I had to stop it and like read each one. Yeah, horrible. They also didn't offer anything over, I think, size fourteen. Nope. So here's the thing about this, though, as a woman who's always borderline on size fourteen. Like, that's my goal is if I get past a 14, then I couldn't shop at a lot of these stores. Right. So it really sticks in my mind. Mm -hmm. What we see in this whole Abercrombie story is also the same story of American Apparel is the same story of Lululemon. Like, I don't I can't speak to the racist allegations, but I can speak to uh, very creepy leaders of company that typically are men in this case, these three companies that were very sizist, very ageist, but they thought they were creating this uh, exclusivity of being in this club where only you can shop at Lululemon if you look like this type of body or only you can wear the clothes at American Apparel if you are this type of body. But here's the rub of all of this, you guys. We buy into it because those three companies in particular were all run by um, misogynists were all run by people that were weightist, classist, and those companies were all extremely successful. So this aspirational piece is really something that's super interesting in culture to me. Absolutely. Oh yeah, you gotta watch it, Stephanie. It's an Mike, hour and a half. 
Jeffries, the the creepy dude, the CEO, the CEO who stepped down, I believe, in 2014. He flat out admitted, he said candidly, it was in an interview in the mid, uh, like kind of toward the end of their reign. But he said, candidly, we go after the cool kids. Yeah. He said that. Like, I think that's actually the exact quote. And they used to rank their employees. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, so they would have to turn in this sheet. It's just a picture of them. It says like Candace Smith or whatever. And they they're just pictures. And next to it, underneath it is a line. They would turn it in to the corporate people, and then they would write on it, cool, like like not cool, cool, and rocks. Rocks is the top one. Yeah. Like, if you rock, you're hot enough. Oh, If yeah. you're cool, you still have a job. If it says not cool, you have to fire them. You're firing them. Right, Jason, isn't the way yeah. you understood yes. it? They would send it back they and go, not cool enough. No. Yeah. And it's only by a photo... It's insane. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's crazy, though. This is the same. This was the 90s, right? Where we also had yeah, the yeah, rise 90s, of Hooters. Yeah. You know, where we had a whole chain that made chicken wings and ladies' boobies popular. Boy, those are good wings. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then, you know, it's just, yeah. it's this whole, it's, it's the aspirational culture. I do. I love when I get my catalogs now and athlete does really good about this and I get my catalog and there's all shapes and sizes in there and I can really see myself in this workout where, you know, I, I just I love you can see that's what it's going to look like on me. You also I, see different shades of people. And it's yeah. just like you you just see people that look like you. So I don't know why that feels so important and representational, but it does. It is really important. Well, what's interesting, toward the end of the documentary, there's a former employee that I'm I'm not going to say it as eloquently as she did. And I, I forgot to pull this soundbite. My apologies. But she said something not profound. That's overly dramatic. But she said, I'm not sure that if social media existed when Abercrombie was around, if we would have survived. She goes, we were kind of in a bubble thinking that we were the cool kids and there was no opposition. If we had known how many people hated us, I don't know if we would have been the revolution that we thought we were and that the media thought they were, which is very true because now with social media, everyone that has a dissenting opinion, uh, shares it. want them or not, shares it. Uh, please see our one of our show. Um, you know what I mean? So, um, she said that, and I went, "Wow, she's probably right. Abercrombie would not would not 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 exist, but I don't think it would have reached the height mm-hmm. heights of popularity and into the zeitgeist of the culture that it had. It for sure wouldn't have smelled like it did. And f- oh, what's even you more are interesting really on that smell, girl? Oh, because it, it, yeah. it did. Ring. It's it like did ring. they talk about it, yeah. and it's like I can. It, it's like you know how you smell something and it brings you back to a place. Yes. that scent. I can like be standing in that store with my arms full of stuff, wanting to buy it because my nieces wanted it, but just feeling gross and stinky and just like being surrounded by all of this naked people just like ah why am i supporting this but still doing it music (laughs) yeah Yeah. super loud there there were two minnesota there's there's more than that but there's two minnesota connections to abercrombie models that i that i know about and know of the one is what they refer to as the armpit guy and they they (laughs) interview him and he's from minnesota 
And once you see his picture, you'll know it's one of the more famous Abercrombie photos. Yep. And then this is a blast from the past for people our age. Dawn, you weren't around in in Minnesota at the time, but the Carlson twins were famous Abercrombie models. If you Google them, put in Carlson twins, Abercrombie, they're two Minnesota boys, Lane and, um, Oh God, I can't remember that. No Lane. And there, there is another one. Um, I interviewed them several times in the early 2000s and um, Lane Carlson. Oh, now this is going to drive me nuts. Uh, Hold on a minute. Lane Carlson. There he is. Where's his brother? Anyway, they're, they're really good looking twins now. I mean, you know, shock. They're still good looking, but um, uh, no, I can't find it. I I'm on his Instagram, but it's just the one. I'm on their Wikipedia page. What's then? What's the other one's name? I'm trying to find it. Uh, Lane, Lane and Kyle. May Kyle, Kyle? Carl, is it Kyle? I don't know. Possibly. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, okay, we're Kyle take and a, Lane. Kyle and Lane. Yep. Carlson twins. Okay. Carlson oh my twins. gosh! You I'm guys. At the, whoa, I hello. just sent Don and Jason. Like these were actual ads that were in the store. There's oh, one girl. where like uh, literally all you cannot see is the man's. Oh, yeah, you see that all in the documentary. And what's great is that they have so many upper people that were at the top, like the designer, the, you know, uh, it's everybody basically, but the Mike CEO guy that participate in it. Wow. So it's a great one. We're going to say, so you can watch it white hot. You can watch it on Netflix. When we come back, the Dirt Alert. Spring into a new season with a beautiful new smile. And for the best smile, call my friend, Dr. Amy Hughes. She is a five-star rated dentist. Five-star. That's great. I actually Googled what people are saying about her, and our friend Dr. Amy is doing it right. Listen to what one review says about her experience with the team at Hughes Dental. Dr. Hughes and her team are wonderful. 10 out of 10. My daughter had an excellent experience getting a beautiful enhanced smile with veneers from Dr. Hughes. The entire experience was pleasant and timely. From the initial consultation, regularly checking in throughout the process, and the best part, her new beautiful smile. I jumped on the Google, too, and here's what one client said. Whether you're looking for a couple of veneers, a full mouth reconstruction, or even if you have sleep apnea and want to get rid of your CPAP, Dr. Hughes is who you should go and see. She can help you achieve all of your smile goals and have you feeling more confident than ever. You can see some of Dr. Amy's patients' beautiful new smiles on her website, Hughes-Dental.com. While you're on her website, check out the free video consult. And be sure to let the team know that Jason told you that Hughes Dental is the only choice for your smile makeover. This is a My Talk. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP. UAPpodcast.com. Dirt alert. And we're back. Jason and Alexis right here on my talk. Lex is off. Uh, Stephanie's here. Dawn's here. And Dawn is here with the dirt alert. Yes, this is for Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Um, this story is about Stephen King. And he wrote oh. his scariest story on Twitter the other day. 
it was a recipe for salmon in the microwave. <laughs> and people were like, um, oh, this is a horror movie. This is what he said. Dinner. Get a nice salmon filet at the supermarket. Not too big. Put some olive oil and lemon juice on it. Wrap it in damp paper towels. Nuke it in the microwave for three minutes or so. Eat it. Maybe add a salad. Um, oh, that is kind of a waste of chefs. a good piece of fish. <laughs> Celebrity chefs. Uh, Jose Andres. Yeah. Andres couldn't help weighing in. He said, this is a horror movie. Eat it raw. Eat it. Uh, eat it fried. But three minutes in the microwave is like the Twilight Zone. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Just, wow. It's poor Stephen King. He's just trying to give some tips. Maybe he was just fishing for fun. Well, he (laughs) might be. He's got a pretty large Twitter following, and he's pretty astute. Yeah. The things people cook in microwaves is kind of funny, because producer Jeff the other day, we did a segment on artichokes and how Uh to eat them, and he said, well, can't you just wrap it in um, parchment paper and cook it in the microwave? And I was no. like, no, um, you no. could, but would you but like a whole you... artichokes in the microwave? I don't know. Like microwaves are used for heating things. That's and right. popcorn. Yes, not cooking. That's, not really. No, yeah, I no. wouldn't. I Did agree. you ever have you ever looked at a microwave cookbook? It is a horror show <laughs> from like the 80s. Yeah, they're That's just great. like, oh, my God. Why would we be doing that? Yes. yes. Okay, um, now we've got to move on to Taco Bell luggage really quick. Oh, that's that's what I'm talking about. My guilty pleasure right there. Well, it's inspired by their hot sauce packets. You just need to look it up. Um, It's four bags they created. um, Cute! And it's uh, bright orange. I I actually approve of this. They have hot sauce packets all over uh, one of the pieces, and then they're bright orange. So you can see it on the the luggage carrier. Luggage cart. Cart. Wheel. Luggage wheel. Oh yeah, yeah. real cute. Carousel. I never carousel. Dawn. Carousel. Luggage carousel. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Carousel. I'm I... fine with my hot sauce. My luggage looking like a hot sauce packet. Right, because it's easy for me to find with all the black suitcases. Okay, I never and have Dawn, a black suitcase. Someone who traveled with you. Yeah. Because you had a big bag. Oh jeez. <laughs> you had the biggest bag I'd ever seen for a traveler. <laughs> oh my. I'm just saying. Oh. She need wait a minute. In wait defense, minute. <laughs> in defense of my girl, she was bringing remember, home gifts. She was bringing. Remember, she brought he- yes. home basically a human head. I did. I, she brought I, home I, an. She brought home a human head for man friend. Yes, so she I needed home a yes. Mandalorian helmet. Yes, and then I brought. I spent over four hundred dollars at the Japan store. Oh, Epcot. we both did. <laughs> For my daughter, for all of her so Christmas fun. presents. Yeah. So yeah. we had a good time in there. Okay, let's talk about CNN Plus. Jason, your thoughts on it uh, ending in one month. month? It's horrible for everybody. I'll make this brief. It's horrible for everybody. Um, first, I want to say I do not understand. I do. It's for ratings. But I don't understand the glee that competing networks are taking laughing at this i know it's political i know on one side of the spectrum cnn is hated and they like to see it fail but you're thinking of the entity and you're not thinking of the producers and the directors not the big wit not the big talent not the chris wallace's they're They're gonna gonna be fine fine. but i'm thinking of the lighting people uh, the associate producers who left current jobs for this opportunity and these people stomping on the grave, it's just childish, and it shows how little of a person you are. Having said that, 
strategically, if I'm the new guy running CNN, his name is Chris Licht, who uh, developed Morning Joe, worked for CBS, developed CBS this morning, uh, helped Stephen Colbert go from number three to number one. He's the new bigwig. He's working with the new uh, Discovery Warner Brothers uh, CEO because it's now all combined. You have to do this. You had to do this. They should never have launched it in the first place. That's the. Be, how did be, it even get past the drawing the board? The because it was uh, heralded from the old management before Jeff Zucker was fired. Here's the deal: the new bigwig at Warner Discovery, his goal, and it's the right one. He wants to put all of Warner Brothers Discovery brands in one streaming service. One. So there's not going to be an HBO Max and there's not going to be a Discovery Plus. All of the brands are under one streaming service. That is their that's their goal. That's their mission. So he had to do this. They had to they had to pull the plug because he wants Discovery, HBO Max, Warner Brothers, CNN, all in one giant, powerful streaming service. As a so customer, to, I'm all yeah. for it. Yep. Six painful, less things to log into. Painful, horrible decision. There are no winners. There's a lot of job loss, but it had to be done uh, long term. There's my two cents. Okay. Got it. Yes. There we go. We're going to take a break. We're going to take a shower <laughs> and we'll be back right after this. Lex, remember when you told me about your friends and their marital challenges? Well, do you really want to know how to diagnose and help people? I've got the place for you. St. Mary's University of Minnesota has two graduate programs that are right up your alley. Ooh, you could tell people how to make their marriage better. You know how you always love to help people? Wait, that sounds great. Where did you say this was? Tell me more. St. Mary's University of Minnesota has a Master's of Arts in Marriage and Family Therapy and a Doctor of Psychology in Counseling Psychology. Oh, Doctor of Psychology. That sounds good. Better than that, you'll deepen your understanding and skills in facilitating relational health with a diverse client base. And these programs are student-centered and attentive to the adult learner's needs, preparing students for careers as licensed professional psychologists. The best part of St. Mary's is their focus on their students. It's all about student success. Their faculty and staff are the people who get to know you and all become your allies on your educational journey. To learn more and connect with them, head to msumn.edu or my talk keyword St. Mary's. The home of good, good food is Howard Johnson's. Now have Howard Johnson's good, good food at home. Howard Johnson's is such a friendly place to have good food. And the next best thing to eating out at Howard Johnson's is eating out at home with Howard Johnson's frozen foods. Howard Johnson's now takes tender, ocean-fresh fillets of haddock and bakes them in a rich cheddar and tomato sauce, then quick-freezes them for you to serve in minutes. And there are so many other Howard Johnson's frozen foods at your grocer's now. Howard Johnson's delicious macaroni and cheese. Shrimp croquettes with a Sherry Newberg sauce. Chicken croquettes with a creamy fricassee sauce. And more. The home of good, good food is Howard Johnson's. Now have Howard Johnson's good, good food at home. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. I played that classic commercial for a reason. Uh, not only did we just talk about microwaving fish, but 
Um, I always like to take advantage uh, of the of when we have Stephanie here uh, because she is our foodie queen. She is our foodie north star. She is uh, the grand dame of dining. And uh, I, I, I'm going to put you on the spot here, okay? Okay. Because I also, remember we said at the top of the hour, I want to try to cheer people up. Because if you look outside, it's just going to depress you. Okay. So I want to act like it's sunny and warm. Dawn, you with me on this? Dawn, you with me on this? (laughs) Sunny and warm. Dawn, get in that frame of mind. Sunny and warm. Standing in line for ice cream. Yes. Think of sunny and 72, just like B. Arthur. Sunny and 72. Oh, God. That poor okay. B. Arthur. I know. I've left her alone lately, but every so often I got to throw one in there. Uh, Stephanie? Yes. I would like to get, I would like you off the top of your head with all of your knowledge, give us three of your favorite patios for uh, people to dine in. Oh, great. Thank you, Don. I thought this was a good question. Okay. Give me some of, it doesn't have to be three, but the rule of three, but give us, give the My Talkers your expert opinion, your expert. You've been to a lot of places. Three great patios to get us all into that frame of mind, to cheer people up today. Okay. My first one is kind of like a back patio situation, but it feels very festive back there, and they have a little tapas bar that you kind of enter through the back, and that is San Pedro Cafe in Hudson. Oh. Oh. It's oh, it's a little out of the way, but you can go and walk along the river. There's a little main street. Like there's something about the little town that just feels kind of on a nice warm day, fun to walk around, fun to antique shop, and then you end up at the San Pedro Cafe on their outdoor patio. Um, okay. Then there I love that was one I didn't expect. I love yeah, it. just kind of different. Um, there is WA Frost, which I'm not, their food is always fine for me. Like, not great, not terrible, just kind of in the fine category. But the drinks are great, and the patio itself is gorgeous. Like, at the peak of summer, there's ivy all around. You're in Old St. Paul. There is a lot of bar activity. There's lots of fun family and friends, and it feels very lively. And they have a bootlegger there that is the kind of limeade lemonade with mint drink that you can have with either vodka or gin that is my fave Mm. so wa frost okay one give me another one hit me with your best shot pat benatar okay my very best one is probably Bauhaus brew labs because They've got tons of picnic tables. You can go there with the dogs. And it's, again, kind of in a historic footprint. So it's not like it's right near water or anything. But they have great beers. And then they've got the barbecue truck there um, that is um, from Animales. And they have great barbecue. So it's just fun to go with, like, dogs. And sometimes they have pop-up vendors in the area. And then... One just bonus anywhere along, anywhere along St. Anthony, Maine there, which that place really is hopping only in the summertime. For the most part, there are a few people that are open. But I mean, from the time I was 16 on, I've been drinking along Main Street on St. Anthony, Maine. And it's just so great. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. These people from Chicago that bought St. Anthony, Maine. I don't know why the city, first of all, they need to put money in that park. 
that 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 runs the river they right are. there. That They're redoing know, the amphitheater. I, they need to. Because I don't know why with the cobblestone Main Street and that facility that 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 there's so much potential and I've never understood why that's not as hot and hopping. Love it. And I get that it was in the eighties. I get that it was in it the was. early nineties. Yep. But I don't get why it's not as hot and hopping as the North Loop. It should be. It has all the charm needed for that to be a hot space. Absolutely. Don't you agree? Oh, yes. And my friend Ira Heilisher owned a lot of property along the riverfront, and he has since died. Rest in peace. Oh. But he he started, the, he started the Stone Arch Bridge Festival to provide maintenance for the park and to provide lighting for the park. And at the holiday season, to put decorations. Like, he basically started that art festival to provide funds because he was a business owner in the area, so it benefited him too. But he wanted the beautification of the river that was super important to him. And yep. we still, to this day, that's a big part of what we do. I selfishly, because it's my, I, I, I know we're going through a horrible time in Minneapolis, but I'm very proud. And when I jog through that, I shake my head every time. Why isn't this hotter? But there's a new owner of that, of the St. Anthony, Maine. I hope those people in Chicago. Dump a ton of money in there, yeah, and, get some and fix up the cobblestone. Yes. And yep. yeah, the cobblestone alone is in such disrepair; it's hard. It's horrible. The city, yeah, they they need to do that. It's Our parks though are pretty haunted. amazing. It's all very haunted. The St. Anthony main area. Oh my god, I almost pass out from it when I walk into Holy any crap. of those places. Oh, I'm I like, believe Oof. it. Well, I have I have three. Do you mind if I give three? Please. Um, I have one near me, one for the burbs. And uh, one dive. Okay. So the one near me, and I know it seems like roll eyes because I I recommend this in a variety of ways, and Dawn just did yesterday. But I'm talking just atmospherically, and if you're heading to a Twins game, you can't beat the energy of the Smack Shack patio. Oh yeah, great one. It's there's an energy out there in the summer on it's a twins fun. on a twins game day you can't beat you really just can't and Everyone's the lobster there. roll come on yeah like, you just there's can't no beat better it. um a cousin of that if you're looking for um divey there's something about the 1029 patio in northeast <laughs> I there love really it. is it's nothing fancy I know Steph laugh if you will no because I go there a lot it's Kurt's yes. favorite place the lobster the right loves Steph. it there but there's something um there's something about that the energy of that place, My, mine aren't really fancy. I do have a couple fancy ones, but um, but these two is I pick these two for atmospherics. <laughs> the other two are for beauty, and they're suburban. Uh, Bloomington Edina, Chow Bella. Oh yeah, beautiful that patio, beautiful patio. I feel like I'm at a rich person's house. Yep, and in Tuscany. Cons- in Tuscany, Be- and and great food consistently. They've been getting it done for years. They don't get. The buzz they used to, but they're consistently great. For and, sure. Uh, right on the border of Bloomington and uh, Edina. Then Wyzetta. Uh, oh, yeah. Gianni's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gianni's patio. Terry, who owns it, uh, she's my girl. She's basically the president of Wyzetta. And it's I know like going a to a white Blanc de Blanc event there because everything's white and it's a little clean and it just feels sort of Wyzetta y. You know what else, but, yeah, too? But, but accessible stuff. Oh, of I, course. Because I go in there in my T-shirt, my shorts, and she spent, I think she sold like a relative or something because she she didn't mess around. No, She spent beautiful. like $14 million. It's a covered patio. It's gorgeous. You know that's where my favorite steak is. I'd 
and the loaded one. hash browns. Oh, Come on. don't even get. Oh God, the the and the anyway. I can you go guys on about too the food, in Mendota? For this is the it opens. Um, all of these are open, by the way, because people. I don't want to do an Alexis. <laughs> Here, let me tell you about all these places, but they're not open. Uh, love you, Lex. Uh, all of the places, their patios are already open. I don't know about yours, Steph, or all of yours that you listed open. Uh, probably not, but okay. you know, it's all based on the weather. I know. Um, and then Gianni's opens this weekend, by the way, first weekend on Sunday, it opens. Okay. Um, one more. Kick it off. Yeah. One, one okay. more quick. Inoni in Mendota Heights. It's on a man-made lake. And in the summer, it's Italian food. They have really beautiful Italian food, and it's on this man-made lake that you feel like you're in Lake Como. It's crazy. And you don't even know it's there when you enter the front of the restaurant. You have to, like, get to the back, and all of a sudden, the door's open, and you're like, Speaking of Alexis. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, Dawn has something to say. Okay, we'll do Dawn. It. I do. When we come back, can you hold oh, it, Dawn? I can say it real quick right here. Go. Oh, yeah. Okay, in Woodbury, Dairy yeah. Queen. The Dairy Queen patio. <gasps> okay. With three really? tables. You guys. Peanut butter. This is right <laughs> The Dairy Queen patio. <laughs> it was a joke. Anyway. It's probably like it's good. Go. No, I, I'm a good Dairy Queener. I, no, we, we laugh Cherry about Dairy Dilly Queen because one of Dawn's most famous stories takes place in a Dairy Queen. Oh, okay. I'm just going to say, Dawn enjoying a you treat You didn't need to know Dairy that Queen. to know that no, it was know, a joke, but, though. I, I almost know, got still. into a fight at a Dairy Queen once. Oh, Lord. We got to take a break. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Live from the Dairy Queen parking lot in Woodbury, Minnesota, it's Jason and Alexis <laughs> in the morning. I'm not getting the Dairy Queen joke. Well, let me just break it down for you, Thank you. truthfully. Thank you, yeah. you guys, the joke is, is that you guys were listing all of these places that were... Higher in class, maybe. Okay, maybe so it was a classist joke. It was like a bougie. We're bougie McGoogies. And then I was like, "Hey, how about Dairy Queen?" That's what <laughs> the, joke the joke was. Okay, but Dawn, I will counter you and say that I chose a dive bar. The ten twenty nine is far from bougie. And yeah, and but at least it's a local bar. Yeah, you're right. Okay. It's not a chain. Yeah, I got I I I actually got the joke. Now we can't help but you live in Woodbury. She doesn't look. <laughs> There's Me all either. kinds of chains out no there. No kidding. My uh, but my I thought initially because you know Dawn, one of my favorite Dawn stories <laughs> ever, and I mean ever. <sighs> Dawn, please tell Stephanie, and because again we want to make people laugh in this last hour. Okay, well I had a truthful moment where. I was on my Livia plan, but I, you know, I had cramps, I had PMS. <laughs> Just and all you I, had to um, say is I had cramps. <laughs> and I had a weak moment, and I needed to try the Wonder Woman blizzard at Dairy Queen. Okay. So I didn't want my boyfriend to know, MC. Yep. I hid it from him. Oh, in the car? Did you eat it alone and have food shame? I did, yeah, and I did too. it. In front of the fitness center that's next door, because it was an empty parking lot that I could hide in, and it was a pandemic, and nobody was there, and I was just eating that that blizzard. That is this is what's worse. Then the next day, he says, "Oh, I think I want to go try the Wonder Woman Blizzard." And I go, "Oh, what's in it?" 
And he told me what is in. And I went, oh, I might have to break my Livia and try it too. So then I lied and said I'd never had it before. And you got it two days in a row. (laughs) So did you ever tell him the truth? Well, I'm sure you're on the air. Oh, that's hilarious. I also threw away my cup. In at the uh, uh, right in front of the fitness center because they had a trash can there. Oh, oh yeah! God. And then someone else got out of their car who was parked about five spaces away and threw away their Dairy Queen cup. So I didn't feel so bad. Okay, that uh, is a good story. Oh God! I just <laughs> Steph, it's the visual of Dawn sitting there in her car yep. in front of the li- uh, in front lifetime of the, fitness or whatever it is. It's in front not of the lifetime. exercise world. She's looking at some treadmills and she's like, <laughs> and then she gets home and acts like she just didn't eat that. Oh, oh what, yeah, what is this blizzard you're talking about oh, i've never and then had I, such and then a I thing had to react like oh the first time <laughs> i was like oh my gosh it is so good i think this is maybe one of my favorites let me take another bite Ooh, like Ooh. i hadn't had a large one the day before oh i love yeah. that story uh before we go steph you wrote on the sheet uh we we work before we go, do you want to anything you want to oh, say? Oh, I just now? if you guys are looking for something fun to watch, it's yeah. on Netflix. I guess oh. fun is maybe I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Fun maybe isn't the right word, but it's the story of the I like these true uh business stories where then they like blow up behind the scenes. Mm. And yeah. the acting in this with Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway is fantastic. Like Anne Hathaway's voice is an entire octave lower because she's sort of frou-frou and highbrow and like above you. Yeah. It's it's all about the story about this company that was going to revolutionize the way we work in communal work environments. Okay. And the Wall Street and Capital Bank, Chase Bank, was just giving these people gobs and gobs and gobs of money. And it still exists as a company, but the founders, which was this guy and his wife, have been ousted. And they were, we work, they were doing, we grow for a school. They were doing all these things, but it was all based on their narcissistic um, beliefs about the way that people should live. And Mm. they were just creeps and treated people like creeps. And at the same time, he's a real visionary. And it's not unlike sort of like an Elon Musk in some respects or a Mark Zuckerberg. Some of these really tech Jeff Bezos from Amazon, my God, that guy lost money for how many years before he brought a dollar home? Yeah. And now, you know, they're, and, and he's gone off into the sunset, him and his, and uh, Anne Hathaway sounding wife, and still have all this money and they're buying up tons of real estate. So who knows what'll be the next iteration? But it's a really fascinating docudrama that's based on the podcast that Wondery did about oh, okay. WeWork. And I oh. highly recommend it. It's like seven episodes. It's great. It's on Hulu, by the way. Oh, okay. I think I did. I don't. I didn't watch it on Hulu. I watched it somewhere else. So it might be on Netflix oh, too. Okay. I will also hmm. say um, that the Anatomy of a Scandal is also really good. And a quick, I've heard that based on a book. Michelle Dockery is in it, and she's a great actress. Mm-hmm. Theanna Miller is in it, and Rupert Friend. And it's if you've been in a cheating relationship, it maybe is triggering. But other than that, it's also extremely well acted. I like these like five to eight bite shows. Absolutely. I can watch them all in one sitting because I'm not a big TV watcher. But when I'm down, I'm going to want to watch the whole thing and I want to watch it right now. Two good recommendations. Yeah. So you have food recommendations, TV recommendations, Dairy Queen recommendations. <laughs> what a great way to end the show. Steph, thank you for filming. Yes, have a great weekend, everybody. And listen to Weekly Dish tomorrow, 9 to 11. All right. Done. 
In the meantime, go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong. Right, Don? That's right. You be you. Hey, check out a patio this weekend. I don't know if the weather's going to support that. It'll um, be hot and maybe a little drizzly, but still do it. Yeah. It'll make you feel good. And listen to Stephanie's show first, 9 to 11 here on My Talk. Thanks, Don. Bye, friends. See you Monday.